sir. We are back. It's The Wrap, the podcast that brings you all things high school sports here in Battle Creek. My name is Michael Best, and I am your host. Episode 6, we got Coach Granger back on The Wrap today. Uh, we didn't get a chance to catch up with him last week. Um, he got a hold of me this week, wanted to come back on, and so we're going to talk with uh, Coach Granger today and kind of recap the Gall Lake game, talk a little bit about their loss this past Friday to Stevensville Lakeshore, and then preview the big rivalry coming up against Kalamazoo Central this Friday night. Sounds like uh, MHSAA is allowing more fans into the games now, and so uh, it's supposed to be real nice weather Friday night. Recommend you getting down there to CW Post to Check out one of the oldest rivalries uh, in the state of Michigan. So, be a good game to go watch. All right. Well, we got Coach Granger from the Battle Creek Central Bearcats back on. Coach Granger, last time uh, we talked, you were just getting ready to play Gull Lake. We didn't get to get there. We didn't get together last week. So, where we left off, you guys were going to play Gall Lake. You guys came out successful in that one, first win of the season. Uh, you guys won 40 to 23, I believe. Uh, so why don't you just kind of take us through that game a little bit and kind of how that went for you, and you know maybe some things that you thought you did well in that game. Well, we did something against Gull Lake that's never been done, to my knowledge, in the history of Battle Creek Central football, and. That was that we started a freshman at quarterback. And, of course, you know, until about 20 years ago, freshmen weren't part of the high school. So it's not a lot of history that we're talking about, but it's still a very cool thing to have a freshman starting at quarterback. Uh, Devoin Newton got his chance to kind of show us what he could do. And it was really, you know, Devoin's a real talented athlete. Um, still has, obviously, a lot of development, but has proven that he deserved a chance, has proven some of his leadership qualities. And we thought, you know, with, with the, some of the struggles that we had had against Lakeview, that it was maybe time to, to give him a shot. We were, we were really trying to get back to our, our, our start 22 system that we have. We really wanted Felix, who had started in quarterback against Lakeview, to start on defense. So we needed to do something different if we were going to do that. And, you know, we, we thought maybe DeVoyne was ready and, and he was, you know, he had a great performance. He had some ups and downs, but um, really stepped into that role as a, as a 14 year old kid and, and played really, really well. And um, kind of earned the respect of his teammates too. You know, they, after the game, they were, they were, they were really sold on the idea of him playing quarterback at the varsity level, which is kind of neat to see. Yeah, and uh, I've known Devoin since he was a little kid. He's good friends with my son, um, and I've always thought he was kind of a special athlete. And I kind of had a feeling you guys might make that move eventually. I didn't know it would be this soon. Um, just talking about him a little bit, that was one one of my concerns was, like, how would the team accept him um, being a freshman coming in and, you know, not that he's necessarily a leader on a team, but the quarterback position is kind of just naturally a leadership position. And so 
kind of how the kids, I mean, maybe talk a little bit about how the kid did the, the kids accepted of that for the most part. Yeah, it's a gamble. You know, when you make a decision like that as a coach, you're, you're, either the, you're either the smartest guy in the world or the dumbest guy on the planet. And, um, you know, Coach Bess, offensive coordinator, it was really his call. He, he came to me and he said he wanted to do that. Um, of course, if it would have been a bad idea, I would have, uh, of course, said it was mine. But <laughs> since, since it worked out, I'll tell you, it was, it was all his idea. He's the one that coaches him every day, and he, he really felt like Des Moines was ready to do that. So he came and told me he wanted to do that. And, of course, you know, I'm not going to tell him no. Um, Casey does a really good job of understanding kids' abilities. And, and you know, it is important that when you make it, when you make a decision like that, that there's some vindication there so that everybody accepts that person in that role. And, and DeVoyne stepped up and, and made that happen all on his own, really. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, so good luck to him moving forward. Uh, so in this goal A game, you guys end up winning 40 to 23. But if you look at that final score, a lot of people might not know, going into that fourth quarter, you guys actually trailed in that game 23 to 20. Why don't you talk a little bit about, um, you know, you score, you know, 20 unanswered points in the fourth quarter to kind of make it look lopsided. So kind of talk a little bit about that and how, you know, what you guys did to kind of turn things around there? Because it looked like you kind of controlled the game early and maybe should have been winning at that point and a couple things didn't go your way. And then, you know, you might get down on the kids might get down. And so kind of what you did to to put that game away. Well, on Thursday, I had told the kids that if we lose to go late, that we might as well just plan on being a cross-country team on Monday and I'll be the cross-country coach and they'll be my cross-country runners because um, – you know, if we if we if we aren't getting any better at football, we might as well just be in great shape. <laughs> and so it's funny because you talk to the kids and they're like, "Oh, coach, end of that third quarter, I was thinking about how you said we were going to be a cross country team if we didn't beat Gall Lake, and so we just had to turn it up." So, well, you know, I, as a coach, you don't do anything different in the fourth quarter than you do in the first, second, or third, other than you know sometimes make some strategic moves. But I got to credit the kids. You know, they really they really kind of opened their eyes a little bit and said, Hey, we need to pick it up. We need to start playing. This is, this is, uh, we're not playing up to our abilities. And, and, you know, a couple of them in particular just really kind of took off in the fourth quarter and had just had great performances. You know, Haseyel Adan, who, uh, really, I mean, in the Lakeview game, technically was our third string running back kind of solidified his place in the world as a running back on our football team in that game. He he really just kind of took over and had a great game rushing the football, but really, really in the fourth quarter just became a warrior. I mean, he was running through tackles. He was running over people. He was running around people. Just really did a great job. And then, you know, Malik Hollins, both on the both on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball, was just he was just making a lot of plays defensively. He was always in Gull Lake's backfield challenging their quarterback and, you know, just just did a lot of things that maybe haven't seen Malik Collins do defensively before. He's primarily an offensive player, plays offensive tackle, and, you know, and again, on the offensive line, just, just had a great game, just firing off the ball, moving people. We were running behind him, you know, just 
those guys just kind of grabbed the bull by the horns and said, we're going to take over this football game. You know, Tyler Wilson played really well. Melvin Nelson had a great game blocking, you know, didn't have as many catches, as many yards as he would have liked to have, but, you know, just really kind of sacrificed his body for the team that night. And it all kind of came together in that fourth quarter. You know, all those guys just kind of just started clicking at the same time. And that, that was just when it happened to happen. But, you know, yeah, we were trailing and, and we weren't surprised. You know, we, we knew that Gall Lake would be pesky. We knew that even if we got up on them, they wouldn't go away easily. And they've always played us tough. So we weren't surprised to be down and we didn't panic. And that was part of it. Yeah, and I uh, we had talked kind of about stopping them, and they had the one big running back, and uh, I thought you guys did a pretty good job of containing him, watching on film, um, you know. So is there something you did spend? It looked like in the fourth quarter too, you're able to turn them over a couple times. Um, is there anything special you did defensively? in that game to kind of slow him down or? Well, we took away the dive. We knew that they wanted to run the dive. I mean, that was their best player. They got it with the ball in his hands if they're going to beat us. We didn't have a lot of, we didn't show on film anyway, a lot of times where they, where they would pitch the ball. So we just kind of sold out on the dive and made sure we took that away and forced the quarterback to make some decisions that he wasn't used to making. And that was, that was what ultimately allowed us to kind of control the tempo of the game and and keep their offense kind of at bay. Sure. So you beat Gull Lake uh, week two, feeling good. Come into this past Friday against Stevensville Lakeshore, first home game. Uh, you go down 37 to 12, trailing 30 to nothing at halftime. Why don't you just talk a little bit? about that game. I know it didn't kind of work out the way you wanted to, but why don't you just speak a little bit on this past Friday night going against Lakeshore? Well, you know, everything that could have went wrong for us in that, especially in the second quarter, went wrong. I mean, at the end of the first quarter, I think the score is 6 nothing. We're actually, we're playing pretty well considering. We hadn't, we hadn't really done much offensively, but our defense was, was playing pretty good football. And the second quarter, just like, you know, the wheels just kind of fell off the wagon, so to speak. You know, we we throw we throw a pass that gets tipped off our receiver's hands and just falls into the hands of their defensive back, and it ends up you know six points going the other way. You know, we had uh, had a couple of turnovers actually, and we and we gave up a couple of big plays defensively. I mean, every it was the perfect storm. That second quarter was the perfect storm. Everything that could have went bad for us went bad in that one quarter. And credit to Lakeshore though, because they had they had a couple of kids that, that were just monsters defensively that really shut us down up front. You know, we, we felt like we'd been blocking pretty well coming out of that goal league game. We felt like we had a lot of confidence in our in our pass pass protection. And Lakeshore did a great job of confusing us and we didn't block very well. And you know, Devoin had a lot of pressure on him in the second quarter. We couldn't quite get the couldn't quite get the pass off the way we had been. And, you know, that was a direct result of what Lakeshore was doing and, and they they did a great job. So sometimes sometimes you feel like you put together a really great game plan and we really did feel that way. And somebody kicks your butt. You just kinda have to shake your hand and say, Good job. Sure. Uh so you're trailing 30 to nothing at halftime. Um, 
what do you say to the kids in the locker room in a situation like that? Uh, when you're down, down big at halftime, how do you kind of keep the morale up in, in a situation like that? What's, what kind of goes on in the locker room at that point? Well, we, you know, we still can't change the way that the story begun, but you can start now and change the way it ends. And you can't go back and change anything that happened in the first half, but you can begin right now to determine how the second half is going to look. And so you just you keep your eyes forward and keep, you know, we talk about short memory in the game of football all the time. Sometimes even as coaches, we're guilty of just dwelling on the past a little too much. You got to go out in the second half. You got to play like it's a zero-zero game. And your goal has to be win the second half. It's got to be get better from where you were a half ago. So I know it wasn't the best night for you guys, but there, is there anyone that stood out for you in this game at all? Or is it kind of one where you just say, you know, no one played real well and just let's move on to the next game? Yeah, overall, we just we just didn't play very well. You know, Davion Brooks did come in at quarterback in the second half and threw t- two touchdown passes that really were kind of inconsequential to the to the result of the game, but at least at least gave us kind of a uh, a feeling walking out the field like we actually did accomplish a few things. You know, that we're halfway positive in this football game. At halftime, we were feeling like it didn't really matter what we did; they were just going to beat us. And coming out the second half, you know. Scored a couple of touchdowns, played a little bit better defense, you know. But overall, you know, I wouldn't really, wouldn't really say there was, you know, any standout performances or anything. Sure. We we just we really just didn't play very well, and we have to get better. Gotcha. Yeah. And so, you know, you start off, you lose to Lakeview, kind of, you know, that's your rival. Maybe takes the wind out of your sails a little bit. You're fired up. Season started. You lose to them. Go over beating Gall Lake. Things are going good. You know, then you take this tough loss this week. And now coming up, you're playing another rival, uh, Kalamazoo Central, which uh, Coach Slammer, who I played for a long time, Coach of Battle Creek Central, would tell you it's the oldest rivalry west of the Allegheny Mountains. And so... To me, this is a very important game for you guys and kind of in your season right now. Um, if you get a victory this week, that puts you back to two and two, kind of gives you some momentum going into these last two games. So I feel like this is an important game. I mean, it's always an important game. We play Kalamazoo Central, but this one seems extra important this year. Um, how do you feel about this game coming up on Friday? Well, there's two perspectives that really you look at this game from. The one is you know, through the eyes of the community. You know, what this game means to the community of Battle Creek, against the community of Kalamazoo, and all the alumni that have played in it, and the number of years it's been played, you know, since 1893, so 127 years ago that this started. You know, that's that's one perspective of it. And you talk about that and you you make sure the kids understand the meaning behind all of that, what it means to everybody else, and, you know, what a victory would mean in that sort of a scenario. But at the same time, you you almost, you got to forget about all that too and and remember that it is just a football game and that it doesn't, even if we win this game, it doesn't mean anything for the next couple of games. It doesn't get us any points for the next couple of games. But the reality of it is, is that we're dealing with high school kids. We're dealing with, 
you know, 14 to 17 year old kids who are dealing with a lot of challenges in their life right now. And, you know, they're going to school virtually, you know, they, they aren't eating properly. They aren't sleeping properly. Everybody's frustrated about the way life is, you know, they're not able to go do the things they normally would do. They can't go to the movie, you know, they can't hang out on the weekend like they used to. I mean, it's just, there's just so many challenges going on in their lives right now. And when you talk about those kind of things, you look at the opportunity to win a football game as something that you can really kind of grab onto and hang on to as something that's very positive going on in your life right now. And that's as important to us as it is to Kalamazoo kids right now. You know, you need, you need those types of victories in order to stay focused on the end goal sometimes. And so for us, you know, we're looking at it from both perspectives while trying to keep it in perspective at the same time, which is really kind of a difficult thing to do. And at the same, you know, among all of that, beyond all of that, you're trying to, you're trying to put together a solid game plan, a strategy, so to speak, which will make you successful while dealing with all those emotions and feelings and all that other stuff that goes on outside of our fences where people are talking and, you know, all the, all the social media banter and all that kind of stuff that goes on. And, you know, that's one of our challenges is how do we keep the kids focused on their job and what they got to do and not make it bigger than it is. Kalamazoo Central, looking at them uh, just from a personnel standpoint, I've seen them on film a few times. Uh, they're 0-3 right now, but they've played uh, three good teams. They lost to Lakeview. They lost to Stevensville Lakeshore. Um, I can't remember who St. Joe, right? So you're talking three of the top teams in the smack. Just looking at them, they're big. They're big up front. Um, they got some athletes, but does their size concern you at all when you look at them on film? Well, yeah, I mean, of course it does. We're not the biggest team on the planet to begin with, and they're giants, literally speaking. Yeah, and they are big. They're big, you know, and, and, you know, but at the same time, you know, you look at, you try to find, you try to identify where your advantages are, you know, if they're, Maybe if they're big and we're small, then they're slow and we're fast. You know, so you know we've been talking this week about you know the fact that maybe we're a little smaller up front, but let's try to use our speed. Let's try to play down the line of scrimmage. Let's try to get off blocks quicker. You know, make our feet move faster than their feet can, and try to try to negate their size by doing those sorts of things and and making sure that we can't be blocked. And so. Yeah, it's concerning that they're so big, but at the same time, you know, we're just trying to identify our strengths against their weaknesses, whatever those are, and try to exploit those when we play the game. Gotcha. So, I hear it's it's homecoming this week at Battle Creek Central, is that correct? Is it homecoming? No. Yeah. yeah, I think it is homecoming. So, whatever that means right now. It's yeah, it's so it's kind of different this year with kids being... Uh, not in school, um, going virtual. So kind of getting off football, what is your favorite part about homecoming? Not in the football game. That's the only, that's the only part I really care about. 
Coach Slammer or not, but that's what when we when I was in school and played for him, that was always kind of his mantra when it came to homecoming. He could care less about anything else as long you know we just needed to win the football game. So uh, good luck this week. Uh, one last question: um, MHSAA uh, announced last week, early this week, that. Uh, they're now going to allow a thousand spectators into the stadium or 30% capacity, whichever, you know, works out. So um, do you have any idea what kind of what your guys' plan is? Because it's kind of different by school. And I think people, um, you know, it's probably different everywhere, but I'm sure, I mean, I've, people have asked me, like, how's it going to work? And so can you break down for us kind of how what Battle Creek Central is going to do to kind of, tackle that situation yeah so what we what we've been doing with the lower limit was each participant got two tickets right and that's still going to happen and then whatever is left over up to a thousand it's going to be available to the general public you know and so are you dispersing are you giving an allotment to like kalamazoo central at all or, or are they just getting two per two tickets per kid or are you going to give like you know, maybe let's say here's 200 extra tickets to Kalamazoo Central so they can bring some people over. How's that? Yeah, they, they're getting some of those thousands. Okay. Too. I don't really know how many. That's kind of the athletic department. Sure. They work with their athletic department to yeah. see how many they need and that kind of thing. Sure. Obviously, you know, my hope is that all those tickets go to our fans. You know, it's our it's our home. But um, want to play fair, so there's that. But, but yeah. Fans will be able to pick up tickets at the ticket booth prior to the game. And, and of course, also at the gate, if there's any left. But once they hit 1,000, they're going to start turning people away. So I'm sure, you know, you got a big rivalry game like this. It's homecoming, all that stuff going on. Everybody's going to want to come. I'm sure there will be turn, people turned away at the gate. So, you know, just if, you, if you're out in the community and you're, you're planning on coming to that game and you end up getting turned away, you know, just – Please respect it because it isn't our rules. Um, you can still stand around the fence and watch through the fence and all that kind of thing. I gotta, I gotta run people off, but just uh, just ask for everybody's cooperation in that situation because it's just something that we're all trying to work through together and, and it's frustrating for all of us. Is there, uh, when do those tickets like go on sale? Is that, can you contact the athletic office to get those or? Yeah, you can get them from the athletic office any tomorrow. Uh, Thursday, they're, they're having they're having the ticket booth actually open at the stadium in the afternoon. Um, I want to say it's like three to six p.m. You can come and pick up tickets, and then um, if you can't get there during that time, I'm sure you could just pick them up in the athletic office. All right. Well, if you don't got anything going on Friday night, weather's supposed to be beautiful. I recommend you 
take a trip on down to CW Post to watch the oldest high school football rivalry west of the Alleghenies uh, as Battle Creek Central takes on Kalamazoo Central. Should be a great night of football. Uh, so, Coach Granger, thanks for joining us here. Uh, wish you the best of luck Friday. And hopefully when we talk next, we'll be talking about a victory over the Maroon Giants. Yes, hopefully. That was Coach Granger from the Battle Creek Central Bearcats. Uh, we wish him luck this Friday night as they take on Kalamazoo Central. That will do it here for Episode 6. Make sure you like the Facebook page. Go ahead and subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google. Um, make sure you check us out next week as we recap all the games in the smack. Uh, got rivalry week going on kind of in the smack this week with a bunch of rivalries, so we'll break those games down. A couple good games in the I-8, so we'll talk about those and then, of course, break down all of our local school games. So. Thanks for listening, and that's a wrap.